brainstorming and sharing ideas is the funnest part of the creative process. We decided to skip the boring part of actually making stuff and just do the fun part. I'm your host, Tom Wolma. I'm Haley Potter. I'm Annie McFarland. And this is Creativity Wasted. I love like um, futuristic city ideas. Like people, they want to build a city like uh, as a giant pyramid in Japan, or they want to build this, like a floating city in the middle of the ocean, or just weird shit like that. And I got to thinking, uh, if you're going to build a floating city, instead of building it in the ocean, they should build it like on top of a water reservoir, like Lake Mead or Lake Powell, you know? So that's the idea is like to build a floating like eco city on a reservoir instead of in the ocean. For one thing, if it's in a reservoir, you don't have to worry about like tsunamis or like giant ocean rogue waves. Um, and if you live there, it's closer to shit. You can like either just drive across the dock or take a little boat to wherever your car is near the reservoir. So it's not like you're isolated in the middle of the ocean somewhere. But if you had a city on top of the reservoir, it would shade the reservoir so less water would evaporate. So it would help with the problem of like running out of water in California. Bad timing because they just got dumped out. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. They're like flooding over there, aren't they? I don't that's know if crazy. that's making it all the way to the like Lake Mead, Lake Powell, because that's farther inland. Yeah. I'm, I'm imagining some of the snow, some of it in the mountains that's snow now will eventually end up in the reservoirs. And they have reservoirs all over the place too, not just Lake Mead, Lake Powell. Are these cities like floating on the water or are they kind of like on a big old bridge or like a, a raised platform on the water? I thought you'd probably do both. Like okay. Lake Mead, Lake Powell are both like skinny, but really long. So like along the shore, like maybe a quarter mile in, you could maybe build like docks and like have things on platforms. But then like where it's deeper and farther in the reservoir, you'd just be floating. And then that way, um, when the water level goes up and down, if it's on a deep area of the reservoir, you're not going to like get grounded. It's not going to like completely dry up right there. So if it did, the reservoir did dry up, maybe the, some of them would be like way up high on stilts. The water's just not there anymore. But then some of them would be like still floating on the water that's lower. I don't, I don't know. But um, it, it's not quite as crazy as it sounds because in India, what they do, they don't have a lot of free land. As, I mean, they're super populated everywhere. And so what they do is they put solar panels over rivers. And so that helps with their drought. And it also allows them to, um, it's a place where they can put solar panels because there's like everywhere is like, populated with people and farms and whatnot. Mm. There's not a lot of spare land to put solar farms, you know? The solar panels, like, prevent water loss because they're shading the water and whatnot? Yeah. Um, and so that part of this eco-city, like, floating city that over the reservoirs that I'm thinking of, well, maybe you'd force 
people to have solar panels, like not just over the house, but like over like where the yard would be. And you could have like just solar panels floating on docks or like up high above like patio areas or whatnot. And it wouldn't have to cover everything. There could be areas where the sun still hits the water. But if you minimize that by covering it with mostly with a city, that would I feel like that would be living on the water and in a place like that would be the ideal place for any sort of apocalyptic scenario. I think just being on the water would be best. And since it's not in the ocean, you don't have, yeah, you don't have to worry about that stuff. But yeah, I, that's where I would want to be at the end of the world, I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't It depends on how the world ended, I guess. I mean, there is a thing, I think, because I did get a little worried about the whole Ukraine thing and I Googled like nuclear war and stuff. I think that the radiation does accumulate in rivers and water. So, oh, okay. but okay. if it's coming down from the mountains, like fresh water, maybe it would flush out all the radiated water mm-hmm. like within a year or two. I don't know. Uh, yeah, within so, a year or two. Jeez. But maybe like Salt Lake City, like Salt Lake, where the water just goes in there and it just stays in there forever. That's probably bad yeah. for an apocalypse scenario. Yeah. But like I guess flowing thinking, river, I think would be better. I'm thinking of like aliens. So the movie Signs. They oh, yeah, because like they're allergic to water. Yeah. <laughs> I hate, man, that movie scarred me. So really? I think, oh really? man, that scarred me. I was just a little girl when it came out, but um, yeah, water that's I uh equate apocalypse to aliens or zombies, and neither of those two guys can get you know near water, so yeah, I didn't really think about a nuclear fallout or anything like that. Maybe just go underground for that. Yeah, my plan, uh, if there's nuclear war, there's a um. I don't know if you, you're young enough, but there were these, um, in Grand Rapids, there were these um, gypsum mines, like right under the city. Mm. And as kids, we used to be able to tour the gypsum mines, like through at a school field trip. But um, they don't do that anymore because some company bought them out because it's cooler in the mines. They store refrigerated food down there. Interesting. Because uh, they don't have to pay to run the refrigerators so they've got like just like tons of like not frozen but refrigerated like cheese would be like giant cheese wheels and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. your cheese that's, balls could that's my fallout shelter then those gypsum mines yeah so it's like yeah. uh that'd be like the ideal place to break in there and like live in in the food storage and the gypsum mines but um uh the floating cities um so yeah, you'd shade the water. It'd also be keep the water cooler. So like the water's already usually cool because it's flowing from mountains. So and you're also keeping it even cooler than it otherwise would be. So it's probably in the summer where it's like desert, Lake Powell, Nevada, whatever, it's probably be super cool to live like right above the cool mm-hmm. cooler water. Like, you would maybe not wouldn't even need an air conditioner. So you'd be making probably bank off of solar panels, you know, if you didn't have to pay for air conditioning or heat, probably. Um, you just um, rake in money from solar panels. Lake life, yeah. Lake life. And also there's a, I don't know if you've heard of the YouTube channel Veritasium. 
Uh, it's a science channel. I'm a nerd, but there's this reservoir in California where they filled it with like these bowling ball sized black plastic balls. So it's, it's crazy. You just is almost as far as the eye can see, there's like a river of like a giant, like ball pit full of these black balls. And the reason they did that was because, um, not because of evaporation, but because they wanted to block algae from growing in the water, in the drinkable water. Mm. So I think you could just shading the water, I think would help with the algae problems. So you wouldn't need to make millions of ball pit floating plastic balls. Yeah, Cause that's crazy. I mean, what are they going to do with all those balls? <laughs> Eventually they're just going to end up somewhere. Trash in the ocean. Yeah. Trash in the ocean there. And then uh, it'd be a cool place like for tourism to Airbnb. Uh, so if you live there, you probably not only would it be cheap to live there, uh, you'd probably make bank from Airbnb. My thought was um, because it's the water goes up and down, you probably couldn't have pipes. Uh, mm-hmm. So my thought was one of my ideas I've had on the podcast a lot is like a, a tiny house where robots move your shit in and out of the house. So basically, you'd still have the same amount of stuff, but it just wouldn't be stored in your house. Like you wouldn't need closets and mm-hmm. you wouldn't need appliances because robots could bring in food or bring in a George Foreman grill for you to make your own food or whatever. So everything's going in and out all the time. So if you had these floating cities on these reservoirs, they could like similar to your car shit idea. They could just collect the shit in like wheeling in the sewage tanks in and out, wheeling in like um, water to drink, sewage. What else did I, was I thinking? Yeah, drinking water. And maybe even all your other stuff too, if, if my idea worked. So mm. they could be smaller houses. Or you could just have it for that instead of uh, dedicated pipes. And then I thought, well, there might be some assholes who just try to dump their sewage in the lake or whatever. but. You could just put sensors on the bottom of all the houses and to catch them polluting, dumping trash. You'd have to have, you'd have, to have like a homeowners association for those sorts of things. Yeah. <laughs> but if, if you're forcing everybody to have solar panels and everything, you're going to attract less douchebags who want to just dump trash. 100%. So hope, maybe it would work. You could All still- the same mailboxes, all the same solar panels, all the same stilts to put your houses on. Yeah, actually, I hate homeowners associations, but in this case, it might make sense. Might, yeah, it might be beneficial. There's some risk, I suppose, of getting sucked into the dam, you know, because if you're right next to the dam, like Hoover Dam or whatever, on the end of the reservoir, like you can't swim next to a dam because the water will flow down. In. Right, right. I don't know if you'd have to like worry about that maybe in crazy situations but i'm sure they could because it's like a hundred miles long it's like well you just don't do it right next to the dam i would think but yeah i'll let them work out the kinks before i I buy real estate above a water above water (laughs) the other thing is like floods and storms and like i don't think that would be a problem in big reservoirs because um if it's like a a thin river that's where it's not deep. You can get like rapids and floods and yeah. 
where it's deep in the reservoirs, I think it just sort of, it stays calm for the most part in the big reservoirs. Like it doesn't flow 10 times faster in Lake Mead because there was a flood upstream, I don't mm -hmm. think, because it's just so deep and wide that it doesn't affect it. So I don't think that would be a problem. And then my last thought about that is uh, if you have a hoarding problem, living on a floating house would help solve that because if you hoarded too much, uh, the house would start to sink. <laughs> so you'd have to get rid of some of your shit. It's literally life or death. Do you need this old painting? Yeah, that's, that's good. That's actually part of my stand up at some point. But yeah, that, that, that was my second idea was these uh, floating cities. Why put them in the middle of the ocean? Just put them right on top of reservoirs. Would you live in a floating reservoir city? Would you consider it? I don't think so. I don't Close think to so. Close the biggest. <laughs> yeah. You'd be able to get up and go. Right. I would be kicked out. I would be the shithead who was dumping. And <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not allowed. And they wouldn't allow me in. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like the idea of solar panels and stuff, but I could never... I could afford it. Like I had a house for a while, I, but I sold it, moved into an apartment because I didn't want to work full time. But um, I've always been sort of eco-minded. Like I, I like the idea. I just, and I could afford it if I wanted to work harder, but the the cost benefit was never enough for me to like put 10, grand, 10 20 grand of solar panels on a house or uh, go full eco. Um, but I do plan on doing it eventually. Yeah, it pays itself off eventually, but yeah. yeah I've seen videos of people with solar hookups, and it sh they like take a video of their power meter, and their power meter is actually like running backwards, and they're actually like feeding power into the grid. So the instead of paying a bill every month for energy, they actually get a check from the energy company. Hell like, okay. Like thank you for supplying energy to the grid that's sweet that's sweet. yeah that's pretty cool i don't know if they do that anymore but that was that was a few years ago and i saw that yeah I've, I've looked into that somewhat and uh i did buy some solar panels for like apocalypse stash stuff like uh it just sits in the closet most of the time like it's not a full house setup it's just a few hundred dollars a little bit i okay. have like a solar panels and like a giant like 50 pound battery that'll last got some like mres and cases of water 500 in cash <laughs> yeah I, I shelter have... did you do did you do you have a fallout shelter i do not have a fallout shelter oh i did I buy one. i bought this is the craziest prepper thing i did is um because if, if a nuclear bomb hits and you're not in the epicenter it can still blow out your windows because if you think about there was like a famous asteroid in Russia that went off and it blew like windows out like 50 miles away or something. Oh, it's wow. just like air blasts can blast out windows. And basically you have like a half hour to, to cover the windows again before like the radioactive fallout dust starts to fall. So you, you need to be prepared to cover the windows. So I bought all this um, greenhouse plastic and I cut it to be the size of the windows. So if a nuclear bomb blows out my windows, I'm, <laughs> I'm prepped. I can go. do it in like a half hour. 
You got like an extra fridge around so you can just hide yourself in there. Do those protect? Is that a myth? Do fridges actually protect you from nuclear? Yeah, that's uh, that was that Indiana Jones movie, right? The the nuke when he nuked the fridge. Is that where I'm getting it from? Yeah, I think so. Because that <laughs> like it, it's a movie like the old movie term was jump the shark because it was it was a reference to an old Happy Days episode where oh. it's sort of like jumping the shark is sort of the same idea as, you know, like the show is gone way out of control and overboard and it's ridiculous now, you know? Mm. So that was the term before jumping the shark. And then the Indiana Jones movie came out and people were trying, people were trying to say nuke the fridge. They were trying to change the term because it was Didn't ridiculous, stick. but yeah. Well, one way to protect yourself from like a blast would be to be underwater. <laughs> so if you're on a eco city, Maybe you just have like a little emergency pod that's submarine thing that's under the water. Yeah, I guess then you got to deal with the the rain, the acidic rain afterwards. So yeah, it'd have to be a submarine yeah. standing water for a while. Right. Plus, yeah. plus all the people would turn into mutants and probably be able to swim and get you anyways. Yep. But it's crazy. They have. In power plants, in nuclear power plants, they have these cooling pools. It's the way the radiation works is that if you go to the bottom of the pool, you'll be like dead within minutes. But you can swim on the top of the pool and you'll be fine. And it's just like a a normal swimming pool, like depth. Hmm. Like hmm. because the, the like exponential, the radiation based on distance, it it weakens like so fast in the water. That, um, you can act, people actually do swim in like radioactive coolant pools, like in like Iceland and places, and like where it's um, cold. They yep. treat it like a hot spring and they swim in it. So I'd imagine uh, that's why Bjork is so talented. No. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's wrap it up. Uh, anybody have any shows you want to plug or podcasts or things you're doing that you want to promote? Um, I've got a Demented Peach competition this Saturday at Presidential Brewing um, down in Portage. I got a mic at Biggs in Chesterfield this Thursday. And then this Sunday, I'm going to be at the Night Spot in Twin Lakes, Michigan uh, for a 20 minutes set, which I'm pretty excited for. Nice. I run uh, the Plymouth Roadhouse open mic. Uh, it's every other Wednesday. So this coming Wednesday, we're doing it. Um, I'll also be at the Tiki Bar at Wild Lake on the 26th. So. Likewise. Yeah, well, I'll be there. So definitely. Cool. Um. <laughs> I'm doing a la the new Lansing one on the 20th. I don't remember what it's called, though. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give a review. We're rating on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you got it. I have a website, creativitywasted.com, and I also started a Patreon. So if you love the show, consider donating to Patreon. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.